Hello and welcome to Mainstream episode 14. My name is Gianni and joining me this week is Viv. Hello Viv, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am very, very good. And here at Pixel Sif, we've made our name delivering some of the best indie game coverage uh, for games that are made in Australia and around the world. And this is episode 14 of Mainstream. And on Mainstream, we discuss some of those high-profile blockbuster games that we've been playing recently from both in our back catalogs or brand brand new now viv tell me what you've been playing recently it's not the brand newest of game but it's new to you because it's pretty much disappeared off all the shelves uh what have you yeah. been playing recently <laughs> yes yeah, so i finally managed to get my hands on ring fit adventure and what I've have been, you been playing i've been playing Sorry. uh minecraft dungeons which has just come out on the xbox one and on the pc let's jump into yes. it shall we sit down for a chat with your pals in video games this is Mainstream by Pixelsift. So Viv, what mm-hmm. is Ring Fit Adventure? I've never heard of the game before. What is it? How yeah, would you describe it? Okay, so I guess the best way to describe it is that it is a turn-based adventure RPG that is centered around fitness. This is developed by Nintendo and players essentially are required to physically move to perform actions like attacking um, enemies or healing yourself or making smoothies, things like that. And we can go on and we can go on a little bit later. Making smoothies? Yeah, you make smoothies. That's like you, it's like um, instead of health potions, you have smoothies. I love that. Um, yeah. So how does how does the interaction actually work? What what do you do um, to to play the game? Okay, so with the game with the game card comes a uh, ring, like a like a tension kind of a ring. If that's what they call it, I'm not super familiar with terms but it comes with a ring um, a ring and it comes with a leg strap and what you do is you put a controller in the leg strap and a controller that fits into the ring and then when you play the game it calibrates to your strength when you push and pull the ring and also how you jog as well and that's how and your movements based on that dictate how you move around in the game right so Does that make sense yes and and it can kind of basically calibrate to so if you are like a kid starting off you can put it at a certain level or if you're at a higher fitness level you can put it higher it kind of oh that's an endurance thing as well Mm. so if you're a kid then it'll like you'll measure how you jog and then that's the jogging pattern for that said child but if you were an adult and then you pick on this you put on the strap and you still have the jogging patterns of the kid it doesn't quite work out the same does that make sense yes all right so it's kind of individual Mm. Mm, so so tell me about like how do you actually sort of play a level tell me what you'd actually be doing so this game is structured like in worlds and at the end of every world you beat the the bad guy or the dragon and in as you progress through each world you can do different courses so there'll be some way you jog like through gyms or through um landscapes in each world you will typically um either go through like a gym kind of thing where you do a focused activity or you could um on one of the main ones is that you go through or you run through a particular course so what i mean by that is that you would start the ring with the ring and then you kind of run through and any obstacles in the way you can push or pull to kind of jump or like um, get to a certain point from A to B, and then in from from A to B, there can be enemies. So it is like it's like a dungeon, is it? Is that sort of the way to think about it? Like you're doing a bit of kind a of, but run? it's a kind of, but it's a very um, it's a very like linear route. So you can have that one route, and you have to jump up and down, or you have to run through it. 
um, and how does yeah. it sort of merge some of that? Because I've seen that, like, there's obviously a lot of fantasy aspects to the way that the game is portrayed. Like, the the main big bad is a is a dragon, but like a swole dragon. Um, mm-hmm. How does it kind of merge that together with also kind of incorporating some of that fitness aesthetic as well? In terms of the narrative, or in terms of well, both, I guess. Yeah. How does it sort of make sense narrative wise, and and how does it sort okay, of okay? So narrative wise, um, the game presents the big bad guy, the dragon, as this. Um, very hyper-focused being that's very intent of being the very best in in fitness and whatnot. So um, guess, I guess it's not much of a spoiler, but in the, in the beginning of the game, you unintentionally release Drago and he has like, he casts a very dark influence as the game calls it upon the people and the things that he touches. So um, which kind of corrupts their soul. So they don't technically do things for the right reasons or like, um, it's just bad it's like a, it's it's like a yeah it's like a comment on um um uh, like toxicity in certain elements and in this aspect it's like gaming like in I'm sorry in ex- toxicity in certain things and in this case it's exercising you know people that go too far when they train or they go um or they take things to the extreme with mm. their mindset and whatnot Interesting. So it's kind of like putting in contrast sort of those real gym junkies who do all they do is exercise and you're trying to do it in a in a healthy way to kind of, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like doing it at your own, mod- like doing it in moderation and not taking it too far kind of thing. And it is a fitness game, so it's got a lot of physical activity in it. How How does it feel to actually play the game? What is it? What do you feel like at the end of a level? I feel like I I feel like I actually feel good because <laughs> it actually does make you exercise. Um the ring isn't the ring isn't very forgiving if you tr- like if you try to cheat it like it kind of can tell like the like the the IR motion kind of knows if you're trying to cheese it. So in a way you have to do the moves to get the result or to attack pr- um properly. If that makes sense. Um, so there's no like, you know, when you used to do wee bowling and just kind of sit on the. Oh yeah, you don't just like you don't just throw that. You don't just like wave the like, yeah like the Wii controller, the controller up and down. Yeah. Like you, yeah, there's actually very specific like um, moves that they try to get you to do. And the thing is, like, the game doesn't rush you on things, so it'll tell you to like get in position, and it won't. It'll wait until you're in a certain position until you can perform said action. And it'll like every time you have to do an action, that'll also be like a tip or like a um, um, like a an tutorial? avatar showing you how. Mm. Yeah, and like a quick tutorial showing you how to do said action. So that's yeah, I really enjoy it in that sense. So it, it is sort of art. There's RPG elements in it as well. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about how that all works? All right. So you know how in RPGs you have like um, equip like uh, armor. Um, weapons, uh, potions and stuff for, you know, healing and general attack and damage stats and whatnot, right? Um, In this game, you also, like, it's the same, but it's kind of translated into, like, um, into, like, the fitness sense. So instead of armor, you get, like, um, like, workout um, outfits, like training out leggings and tops and whatnot. And then you also get smoothies, like I mentioned earlier, where you can use it to boost certain stats or to heal certain, um, like to heal in many ways. Um, and then there's also a skill tree, which I only recently unlocked, which is very interesting. So you can, um, 
pick what skills you want to um, you want to level up in, whether it be for like your arms, your abs, or your legs and whatnot. And then you can also unlock more powerful um, exercise moves, which in turn deal more damage. Oh, really? So are they more challenging yeah. as well to actually pull off? They are. Yeah, they are more challenging. Mm. Yeah. So like, for example, if I had to use the squat as an example, um, the squat would deal maybe like 30 damage and then you do like a wider squat which your legs are like sprawled out a bit more and that will do maybe like 90 damage and then you do like another squat where you have to raise your hands up to do it as well and that'll do even more damage kind of thing right so to kind of build you up in sort of the moves uh with sort of complexity of exercise yeah it does and it's good in that way because you're not like um you're not injuring yourself doing the harder moves until you actually get the basic form done first like the basic the most basic form like of a squat and if there's a bit of a skill tree there does it mean that you could put all your points into arms and skip leg day kind yeah i mean yes <laughs> but the, the game is also really good in the sense that there are like four um other mini bosses it's not much of a spoiler it's very early on in the game but basically there are also four mini bosses and they focus on different areas of the body so it also encourages you as a player to not overtrain in one particular um, body area. So you'll have to do the arms when you fight Armando and then you have to um, do your legs when you battle Allegra, you know, stuff like that. Right. And so is it a fun sort of repeatable loop or do you feel like have you kind of – how long is the game? Is it sort of fun to go back in and do it again? Yeah, definitely. So um, I kind of take it like a – I treat the game kind of like a workout on top of also getting a nice narrative from it. So I, on average, will play the game for about 40 minutes, 40 minutes a day. And and because I'm constantly progressing, I'm getting new things, I'm getting um, more ingredients for smoothies, I'm getting new moves, and like um, the narrative pu- narrative pushes along as well. So that like I quite enjoy that bit of it. Mm. So, yeah. 40 minutes a day, that sounds like a relatively reasonable thing for people to put in um, and yeah, sort of quite, a, quite a good fun. Um, who would you recommend this game to? Who, who's who's the best person to play this game or who do you think will get a real kick out of it? Well, first of all, I'd recommend it to anyone who owns a Switch because otherwise that's the game is kind of useless. Um, second of all, I, because of the COVID restrictions, I'd say anyone that wants to pick it up or is interested in kind of like a game, like an exercise type of game should pick it up because it actually does what it claims to do, which is, Mm. you know, to work you out and whatnot. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to someone who already knows quite a lot about fitness and can actually, you know, gyms regularly and whatnot because, like, this game is is like the softer version of that, if that makes sense. It's sort of like your your entry pathway into that. Yeah, it's like it's an entry kind of game, so... Mm. Yeah, that that's yeah. So the person that's an like, yeah. So the entry level person is who I'd recommend this to. On top of you know the gameplay elements as well. So yeah. And um, I guess obviously a lot of people have agreed with you because it's been completely sold out in just about every single store for the last yeah. well since the beginning of the year almost like that. So mm-hmm. I guess it's one to kind of scour around if you're trying to find a copy and maybe make friends with with people in shops and see if they'll let you know when it has re-arrived back in the yeah. store. Um, so that's Ring Fit Adventure. Um, it's out now on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you can pick it up there if you want to give it a go. This is Mainstream by Pixel Sift. 
So, Gianni, can you tell me about Minecraft Dungeons? Yes. All right. So, Minecraft, you know what that game is. It's a, a, yes. It's an adventure. It's a sandbox. It, you build, you take blocks, um, and you make your, whatever world you want. You're only limited by kind of your imagination, um, and it's mm -hmm. quite an interesting sort of thing. Now, Minecraft Dungeons... Is not that. Um, it is a oh. much more sort of, uh, it's, there's still a sort of random element to it. Um, it's sort of procedurally generated. But if you think about games like Diablo, uh, like mm -hmm. Torchlight, any of those action RPGs, uh, th that's what Minecraft Dungeon is. It's, a, it's an action RPG. Um, you are a, a single character. You can team up with your friends as well. Um, and you can run through through dungeons and you're fighting waves of enemies. And the enemies are ones that you would have seen in the game of Minecraft. So there's zombies, there's creepers, uh, there's endermen. There's all of these things that are in there. Um, and you kind of work your way through these worlds. Um, there's a sort of a loose story as well that kind of mm -hmm. ties all these worlds together. Um, and, yeah, it's it's kind of like it's basically a, a good sort of first step into the world of games like Diablo. Okay. So I guess my first question is, does this still, like, tie in with the kind of sandboxy aspect as well? Like, would you still, say, build a house at the outside? Like, how does that work? No. Or is it, it a completely different game? It doesn't, actually. No, it's completely different in that sort of aspect. So like Diablo, you know, when you play those games, the town that you, your sort of home base that you're at kind of builds up over time as you develop it and move through the levels. So you unlock things and it gets better and better. So that sort of stuff does sort of evolve, but it is much more of a, a straight up and down um, action RPG style game uh, rather right. than... Now, there is obviously there's customization in it um, and there's things like you might remember from the main Minecraft game like Enchanting as well. Mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah. in there, but they work in a different way. So it is right. a, it is, it's an RPG. In fact, there's levels in there. Um, you don't mm -hmm. uh, kind of increase... Uh, your personal stats, really. There's no sort of stats like that to yourself. Uh, it's all based on gear. And the gear that you right. get kind of um, determines what you're able to do. So in that, there is a number of different... So you basically have got one sort of melee weapon, uh, which can be a sword, mm -hmm. it can be sort of scythes, it can be spears, all of that sort of thing. Um, and then you've got a ranged weapon, which can be bows or crossbows or, or longbows or whatever. Um, and then there's also usually an accessory as well. Um, or three mm. accessories at least, um, and then there's a the piece of armor that you wear. And depending on the configuration of what that is and what you find mm -hmm. in dungeons, in loot, when you're shooting enemies and all that sort of stuff, that's what kind of changes the way that you sort of play through the game. And, and like a lot of other those action RPGs as well, there's a, a very strong sort of repetitive element to it. So as you work through different levels, you can reapproach them again. So the first level you can go back to, but once you get a certain level of gear, certain uh, level of uh, like score on your gear, it unlocks different difficulty levels. So you get an opportunity to right. run it again and again and again. Okay. So I guess compared to, what do you like about this game then compared to regular Minecraft? Um, they're very different sorts of games. Um, I think in a way it's quite good because it's small segments um you uh, run a run a dungeon uh, as your character you run it for a little while uh, it usually takes maybe maybe 15 20 minutes to finish a dungeon um and then you then it's finished um so you can run in those little small chunks but if you want to extend it out you can you can make it longer if you want to as well you run another one or you do something else so there is that sort of factor factor to it i like the worlds that are being created as well and what is really cool about the way that they've designed the worlds um it's developed by mojang studios which of course made the original mm -hmm. minecraft, minecraft as well yep. as well as double eleven uh, who've worked on games like crackdown 3 
um, and uh, a number Lego Harry Potter as well, for example. And they, uh, it, it basically looks like the very best type of custom Minecraft world that you're running through at the time. So what someone could do if they're an absolute genius at building a Minecraft world, that's what these mm. these dungeons actually look like. So that kind of gives me a bit of inspiration okay. to look at the towns, the way that they're set up and go, oh, actually, I might be able yeah. to go into main Minecraft and sort of build it up. And I quite like the way that they've sort of designed the aesthetic of, of what it looks like. Yeah, it makes me wonder if they even like consulted those like super builders, like, you know, those accounts um, where they'll have a team of people building a specific theme or like a genre in a particular Minecraft world, you know? Yeah, it definitely looks like some of the ways and, it, and you can sort of see that aesthetically it's set up so that it's built by the elements that you would find in the game of Minecraft. So there are a few other little bits and pieces you sort of see that are sort of like set dressing sort of items. So when you go okay. into the cave, for example, there are these crystals that I don't think appear in the main Minecraft game, but they make it kind of look a bit more, um, you know, kind of fill out the world a little bit. Um, but what I would say about this game is that it's like a really, um, it, it's a really good sort of early step into the world of action RPGs. It's much more simplified than, say, something like Diablo. There's no, there is no talent tree in the in the game. Um, there is no uh, classes. You have just basically a character that can kind of do one letter um, load of things, um, and it is sort of dependent on the gear that you pick up, and it sort of changes as you go along depending on what gear you've got equipped. So I kind of kept a few different weapons around. And sort of change through them as I was going. Some moments I, I needed the the reach of a longer sword, so I you know I changed over mm -hmm. to a sword that was a little bit slow. I did a bit more damage, but could reach longer. And sometimes I was just fighting little very small waves of enemies, so I switched over to a couple of scythes that I had, handheld scythes, right. and um, used okay. them to kind of work my way through these small waves of enemies. So it's kind of fun, sort of com um, complimentary. And I, I actually picked up something really cool where I picked up a bow, an arrow, which um, every time I pressed the button, it would fire the next arrow faster. Um, and then oh. it also had a secondary chance for every fifth shot would give me a free arrow. Um, and it was a, like, sort of a seeking arrow that would bounce around things. So basically, I would stand in a hallway uh, and there would just be a massive wave of enemies kind of like funneled towards me. And I would just like open fire and just take out skeleton after skeleton after skeleton. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, what are the, I guess what's the main, mo like what's the big thing that stood out to you? Um, what I really liked about it is it definitely touched on that sort of nostalgic experience I had of playing games like Diablo. Um, and I think mm -hmm. if you have kids, uh, I think it would be a really great sort of um, sort of path in. We talk about sort of path in games and we're talking about Ring like Fit as well. entry level. Yeah, entry yeah. level as well. And so I think it would be a, a great one for, for them to sort of experience that sort of game. And then as they got a bit older, they might want to move on to other games uh, which are in the genre to kind of sort of expand out what they're doing. Um, and I just think what I really like about it is, you know, there's a very sort of thin storyline there. It's not, you know, it's sort of, you know, this big bad comes along and it's up to you um, to save the, you know, save all the people from the, save all the villages and everything like that. And that's mm -hmm. kind of it. It's nothing super complex. Um, there's great... Um, boss fights in it like you would experience in uh, Diablo games or any of the other action RPGs as well. So there's that in there. And it also has like, um, yeah, just a quite a, an easy repeatable pattern with really creatively beautiful looking worlds. And it's, mm. it's simple to pick up. You can play it on a controller really easily. There's a lot in there that helps you as well. Um, if you just fire your bow and arrow without aiming it'll automatically target the nearest enemy which is really good or you can be more granular if you want to specifically shoot things in a particular way um it it's it's really it's a it's a it's a distillation of the form of the game 
uh, in a way that I think makes it quite accessible. And it's, again, that really great entry level into the genre. Who would you recommend this game to then? I think, uh, look, honestly, I think anyone. Like, it is a really... Um, it, it, I kind of put it in the same category as you would think about um, uh, almost like a mobile game in a way. You know, it's something that you can play that is low level. Like, it doesn't require much of you. It doesn't ask. Would it be easy, like to pick up, just kind of like pick up and put down as well? Yeah, absolutely. Which okay. is kind of how I've been doing it, I'm sort of sneaking in little bits and pieces here and there outside of other bits of work or outside like that. Mm-hmm. So it is very sort of pick up and play. And I think if you are sort of time pressed and you want to play a game like that, um, it it's really good fun for that. And it's, it, I mean, the other option is is you can you can play it on the Xbox, you can play it on the PC, um, but it's also available on mm-hmm. the Switch as well. So you can play it mm-hmm. remote, uh, you know, portal in a portable mode. So right. you know, in that way, it's kind of that perfect sort of pick up and play sort of game and then you know it would be fun as well because it's got local multiplayer um if you took your switch over to someone's house for example or you you wanted to play with someone on online you can sort of pick up and play and they just sort of drop in and go Uh, and then you know it's got that sort of great sort of social aspect to it so what i'm looking forward to is once um you know once a few other people kind of get into it playing running a few of these dungeons and just using it as an opportunity just to chat chat to people yeah. while, while you're doing it and you know it's it's pretty low stakes as well it's quite forgiving if you die um you've got three attempts at a level um before you have to restart um and mm. that's really quite handy um and yeah it's it's just a, a really fun sort of self-contained uh nice little story in the world uh, of minecraft if you're interested in that sort of that aesthetic and that sort of thing and you know maybe what it might mean is you play a few rounds of that and then you go actually minecraft is really good fun so you go back and play a bit more of that as well so yeah i've really enjoyed it that's good and i know you briefly mentioned this before but where um where can anyone pick the game up yeah so available on the xbox game pass you can play it on xbox one um or you can buy it outright it's also available on um the pc um, and on the nintendo switch as well so uh, available on those three platforms i played my version on the xbox one i've been playing it there um, but it, i could see it be very very good fun on uh, on a portable platform as well so and thank you to microsoft game studios for providing us a review code for minecraft dungeons uh, and you can check it out online by heading to minecraft.net you're listening to mainstream by pixel sift visit us on pixelsift.com.au this has been Mainstream by Pixel Sift. It's what video games the Pixel Sift team have been playing uh, and what we've been enjoying in the last couple of weeks. My name is Gianni, and thanks for being part of episode 14, Viv. Thanks for having me. And thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the Mainstream theme music. Now, Viv, if people want to find you on Twitter, where can they go to to see all your good tweets? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm not very active, but if they would like to, they can find me on Twitter as at Color Supply. So C O L O U R S U P P L Y. And I'm on Twitter at G underscore D I underscore G. Uh, and you can give Pixel Sift a follow on social media as well. It's, we'll post what we're doing, what's been made recently, all of the great stuff. That's at Pixel Sift on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just give it a search and you should be able to find all of our stuff there. And if you're interested as well, we've got a Discord server. We'd love to have you be there and tell us what games you've been playing recently and what stuff you're most excited to check out next. Uh, you can find out more about the Pixel Sift Discord server by heading to pixelsift.com.au forward slash discord 
uh, and just head over there to be part of it, pixelsift.com.au forward slash discord. And if you like this, we've got another podcast as well. It's just called Pixel Sift, and we talk to game developers uh, about what it takes to make games, and we learn all about creativity. We've got heaps more for you to check out on our website as well, so be sure to head over onto pixelsift.com.au for videos, articles, and much more. That's pixelsift.com.au. Like what you heard? Well, why not tell a mate who you think would like it as well? Tell them you can find us on any podcast player of choice. That's it for Mainstream for this time. Uh, Until next time, have fun. Have fun.